Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. Did you know that when you subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, that you actually make it easier for other people to find the Family Bible Journey? So please, follow and subscribe. And thank you for listening. This is episode 26, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapter 33. The title of today's podcast is A Warm Welcome. And our key verses are verses 1, 3, and 4 of our chapter. Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming with 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants. He himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. So we left Jacob there, just crossing the river, not quite yet sure how his brother Esau was going to accept him when he came back. He prepares these waves and waves and waves of gift animals to soften the landing in the hope and in the prayer that his brother Esau will welcome him back in love. This is quite a scene that plays out in the opening verses of chapter 33. It says, Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming and 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants, and he put the servants with their children in front, then Leah with her children, and Rachel, and Joseph last of all. He himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near his brother. I have one of those words of wisdom sections here, the W-O-W sections from 33 verse 3, and it says, pray for the best while preparing for the worst. That Jacob, or shall we call him Israel now, is giving us a good pattern that we can follow as we go through life and oftentimes encounter unknown or unforeseeable events. I would much rather find myself the person who saves millions of dollars for retirement than the person who simply prays for millions of dollars in my retirement account. Jacob has prepared for the worst, and yet he is praying for the best. There are a few more heartwarming sections in the Bible than verse 4 where we see Esau, the one who had parted ways with his brother on murderous terms, running out to meet him, embracing him, falling on him, kissing him, and the two grown men weeping in joy at this reunion. My how time had changed things. When Jacob had left over 20 years earlier, Esau wanted to kill him. Now they can't stop hugging each other. What a wonderful time for this family such an awesome family reunion and Leah and Rachel and all the children getting to see their uncle for the first time and these two brothers these twin brothers loving and caressing and caring for each other in a way that none of them could have even dare hoped for just 24 hours prior Esau maybe just a little bit suspicious as to his brother's motives in sending him wave after wave after wave of presents asked his brother about it, and he says that he doesn't need it. But Jacob replies to his brother, saying that he sent those things to find favor in his sight. And Esau said, no, 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 you keep it. But Jacob insisted, no, please, if I have found favor in your sight, then accept my present from my hand. For I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God, and you have accepted me. Funny Jacob says that the day after seeing God. But he continues, Please accept my blessing that is brought to you because God has dealt graciously with me because I have enough. Thus he urged him and he took it. I think that there was more than just some hospitality 
or some love being shown. I think that this is a shrewd act on Israel's part because by accepting the gift, Esau was making a very public declaration that he had accepted his brother. He has 400 men that are traveling with him, all of them witnesses to this warm family reunion. If something should happen later and their relationship should cool or grow cold, everyone there was a witness that these brothers were on good terms. So it wouldn't be Israel's fault if something goes sideways. It would be Esau's fault if something goes sideways. Esau accepts the gift, and by accepting the gift, he accepts his brother and makes a public declaration that all is well in Isaac's house. Even though Jacob insisted that Esau take the gift, Esau still wants to help his brother and offers this whole band of protection to go with Jacob and with his family to help them settle. But Jacob declines his brother's polite offer and they part ways, parting in peace. Esau returns back to Seir in what would be the southern half of the nation of Israel. Jacob, we're told, returns back to Sukkoth, where he had seen God before when he was going to Haran, before he was married, before he had kids. He settles in the north, Esau settles in the south. And it is here that Jacob finally settles down. We're told that he built for himself a house, they made booths for his livestock, and that he bought a piece of ground, a place where he could build his house and pitch his tent permanently. Finally, Jacob has found his own place, a place of rest, a place where he can raise his family and enjoy the blessing of God's favor that has attended him every step of his earthly journey. And the chapter ends with Israel building an altar and renaming that place El Elohi Israel, which means God, the God of Israel. Here again, we see that worship is a central part of the life of God's Old Testament people. The moment that Israel finds a place to build his own house, he also builds an altar to the Lord because this is going to be the place where his family is going to gather. This is the place where he's going to teach his family about the goodness of God and the mercy of God. This is where they're going to practice the regular bloody sacrifices that had that forgiveness of God attached to it as it was a act of calling out on God, calling out for his mercy and remembering his promise to send that once and for all atoning sacrifice in the form of a savior. And it also distinguished the worship life of Israel from that around them. At this time in ancient Israel, the dominant religion would have been of the family of the Hittite religions. And the people believed in gods of the land, uh, gods of the hills, gods of the plains. Uh, every place had its own deities. And, and so by building an altar to this other God, Isaac is making a public declaration that we're different. We believe different. We worship a different God than everyone around. There is, is a line drawn in the sand here that distinguishes Israel from all the people in the land where they had settled. And we experience the same in our own lives and in our own context because we live in an age where there are many gods, where there are many people who are living as their own gods. And so it is good for us as God's people to associate with one another, to gather around God's word, and to live lives that are set apart, that are distinct, that are different in many ways than the people around us. 
This doesn't mean that we think that we're better than anyone else or that we expect God to reward us for our faithfulness. It is simply a part of being a part of the covenant people of God that he has set us aside. He has called us out. He has given us great blessings. And for that, it is a humble service and a humble sacrifice for us to seek to lead lives of integrity and righteousness and virtue. But that isn't always appreciated. It isn't always respected in the world that we live in. And as we're going to see here very soon, Israel is going to find himself at odds with his neighbors because they're going to do things very differently and they're going to expect him simply to embrace and accept what they do, which is going to cause some real problems and some real conflicts here in the very next chapter of the story. But before we leave this chapter, let us conclude our podcast with a blessing. If you want to get in touch with us, the best way is through the contact form on our website at familybiblejourney.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Our blessing for today. May you always find a warm welcome, knowing that your home is above with your Heavenly Father. Amen.